We're rolling. Hey, awesome. Awesome. Wait, I just I just already stumbled on the first line. Okay. It happens. Welcome to Divine Through Line. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as the Julie Pyatt. And I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm here today with Brad at Jai House in my meditation room. Very, very happy to be here to record this episode. Um, I can't believe we're already on episode 62. It's unbelievable. Is it 62 or 63? 62. 62. Yeah, and so, Brad, what does it really mean to live life divine? Have we, have, we, have we scratched the surface on that at all? Oh, yes, we definitely scratched the surface for sure. I think we've gone deeper than the surface. Here. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. guys, I want to thank you for everybody who emails in and shares your experience with me and shares your uh, questions. And it's truly um, touching and it gives me a lot of fuel to continue uh, on this crazy odyssey of sharing some of these uh, techniques around subjects that people don't usually speak about. So um, I just came from the Revitalize uh, conference in Tucson, Arizona, which was sponsored by Mind Body Green. It was an amazing uh, two-day event and uh, really incredible to see so many friends and connect with these people. Um, Rich and I felt so grateful to have this group of individuals who have become sort of our colleagues or the people that we go meet for a kind of quote business meeting. <laughs> um, and you know, when we arrived, we couldn't even get out of the lobby because there was just so many people that we wanted to see and congratulate and say hello to. So there's so much stuff going on in wellness. And, uh, you know, I did manage to uh, have some uh, cosmic kind of multidimensional conversations on the side in quiet over a dinner conversation. Um, I connected with a few people really deeply and it was really super, super fun. So anyway, thanks so much for Mind Body Green for uh, doing that, for uh, featuring wellness as you know your mission and, uh, and your um, purpose. And uh, also if anybody wants to check out any of those presentations, they're streaming on Mind Body Green now. So you can go to mindbodygreen.com and you can watch all kinds of content on diet, nutrition. Uh, they tip, dip their toe in spirituality um, even. And uh, our friend Daryl Ween actually um, directed a beautiful um, documentary piece on a shaman uh, that is uh, quite, quite moving and quite inspirational. So uh, highly recommend that you guys check that out. So Brad, you want some tea? I would love some I'm tea. I'm going to pour some tea. Perfect. So you can talk amongst yourself while I pour the tea. Okay. You know, that's it. You have the mic. I have go, the mic. Go. go. Oh, well, I, I don't really have any jokes, Sandy, so I can't, I can't tell any jokes. But it's nice for me to be back in this room, too. The, the energy, it's so unique. It's so... Uh, invigorating and the view of course is always beautiful and um it's a very peaceful place it is i, I, I see why you, why well, you spend so much time here we had Thank gotten you. kind of busy and so you know i've i keep thinking like as soon as i 
you know, as soon as I complete this certain book deadline or this next show or this next whatever, then, you know, and your schedule has been really busy as well. So we've been sort of just trying, we try to connect when we can to make sure that the show gets produced. But um, I sent you a message last week just saying, you know, I really want to, I, I would like to focus on recording the episodes and doing the meditations here as much as possible and then producing at your place. So anyway, we'll, we'll see if the universe supports us in that endeavor. Indeed. So yeah, so we're just we just poured some pu'er tea. Um, all of you must know by now that I'm a big um, uh, devotee of tea uh, through tea ceremony and through Master Wuda, who was on a few episodes back. Um, I also have to tell you that um, Mr. Colin Hudon from Living Tea. Uh, has just some of the most extraordinary teas. And if you can experiment and kind of try a few varieties, you might find some of your favorites. Um, I have found that wild purple tea is a taste that really resonates with me. I really, really enjoy it. And if I want to get cosmic and uh, it's in the evening and I'm pouring with friends and I want to go into a deep meditative space, even an expanded space, um, definitely try Greg's Galactivation uh, flavor. Uh, you won't be disappointed. I need so, some of that. You need some of that? Yeah. You I, can, I can hook that hook up, me up for with you. some of that for sure. Okay, I'm going to take a sip. Hold on. So this is the purple... People tea? You know, this isn't. Actually, this is a tea that uh, Master Wuda gave the boys. Um, my boys are recording their first EP in oh. our garage on a 24 track. Uh, and it's quite exciting, something that they've waited probably nine years to do. And they're working on songs that they've been they've had in their lives for that long. So anyway, um, he gave them this tea uh, to drink in the room. And uh, since that's sort of been the theme around the house... Um, they shared a little bit with me. So we're drinking that. So you heard a little sample. What did you think? I'm loving it. I think the the, the warm, deep sounds are just, you know, it's just got that like magic to it. It sounds really amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they've been in there just, you know, for 15, 16 hours a day. Of course. And uh, it's been really incredible. But, you know, it's a it's a slow process, right? As you know, being yeah. a producer engineer, yes. um, and they're but they've really done super well. And the the little bit that I heard, it just made me extremely excited. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah. So you guys, of course, I'll let you know, and I'll be showcasing their music, uh, you know, widely and often as soon as it's ready. But the name of their band is Analemma Band, and it's uh, or just Analemma actually. And they're on SoundCloud. Um, so as soon as we have their uh, formal EP, I will let you guys know. Yeah. Um, very, very exciting. I helped them get a better buffer setting. That's you all did. I did. Yeah. You did? Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you so yes. much. Buffer settings are well, important. Yeah, that's the first place you, one of the first places you go when you're having really? technical issues. Really? Check, oh, I'm check so the buffer glad. Settings. That's so cool. Yeah, and also Chris Taylor from Grizzly Bear has been... Yeah just the most incredible mentor for them and uh you know grizzly bear i mean if you haven't heard their music um you need to go download it immediately um extraordinary musicians just such deep um intelligent and and moving and expansive music so um anyway chris has been an amazing mentor to the boys and um uh tyler is a diligent student and 
um, soaking up every last bit of information that he shares. So it's and big. bringing his own creative flair to it. Absolutely. Too, right? Well, Tyler absolutely. Always does, yeah. Tyler always does. That's yeah, true. Yeah, great. that is true. So anyway, so I I didn't know what we were going to talk about, and of course, uh, you know, I was dr- dropped my girls off at acting uh, camp, and then drove back home, and I'm thinking, okay, Brad and I are going to record. What are we going to record about? And then we're on our way up to the house, and all of a sudden, this massive bird flies straight into the center area of our house, like over the top. And I know I've never seen that that species of bird around my house in 15, the 15 years that I've been on this land. I've never seen that. And I, I thought it was a crane. You thought it was a Canadian well, when I first goose. It, I thought it was... It a, sounded like a goose, right? Yeah, I thought it was Canadian geese. So I have never seen a crane bird in this area before. It's, a, it's, a, it's slightly concerning uh, only because... Uh, you know of the of the climate change, and we're experiencing an extremely humid, muggy day in Southern California that I is not normal, no. is not to our experience. It feels like Houston, yeah. right? Doesn't yeah. it? So, um, so then I was just wondering, what it, what are, what is the meaning of the crane? Um, uh, I was at Mining Body Green, as I just told you guys, and one of the most exciting things uh, that I got to do there was I got to hold a tarantula in oh, my hands. That. Did I you see that. my photo? Yes, I did. So, yes, what's just it wasn't just running free. Uh, although we have tarantulas up here at my house, and I'm I'm always delighted when I see them. I, I find them to be quite extraordinarily delicate and velvety and um, symbols of the tree of life of mother of creation of the web that connects all of us Mm. and there was a rich and i were supposed to give a tour that was that was part of our duty and we just arrived at the hotel and we had no idea where anything was so we actually teamed up with happy pair guys who had come in from ireland and uh, they they sort of helped us out uh, to give in giving the tour. And there was a wildlife uh, like um, center in the hotel. And one of the guides there asked us to come in, and he showed us snakes. And he had these tarantulas. So he took one out, and I asked him if I could hold it. And it was interesting to me how many people in the group. There was probably I don't know fifty people were just really afraid of spiders mm-hmm. and completely yeah. freaked out that I could hold this tarantula in my hand. Um, and you know, they, they do have fangs, but they don't attack you and they don't bite you as a natural, you know, as a natural activity in their life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was able to hold her in my hands and, and the guide even poked at her and like lift her fangs up and kind of was like, you know, sort of invaded her a little bit and she didn't do anything. Um, so anyway, I was talking to the group about the power of Namita. So what is a Namita? An Amita in uh, Joytish or in the Vedic uh, lineage is, is uh, Joytish is another name for Vedic astrology and the, the skill and the, the practice of, of the lineage of, of reading astrology. And Anamitas are, are omens and they're, uh, nat- they're animal or nature omens. And so I had had an experience some years back. I was getting uh, an astrology reading, um, and it was at 12 o'clock. I was in my bedroom in the day, you know, in pure day. And at the time, I had these white curtains that were sort of sheer, that were hanging. So I'm doing this astrology reading uh, via Skype, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, this bat crawls up my curtains and stops right at my third eye, like right at that level. 
And I was telling the astrology, I was freaking out. It was like, oh my God, there's a bat in my room and it just crawled up. And at that point she told me, you know, that's an Amita. It's a very powerful omen. Like take heed, like what does this mean? And what is the meaning of bat? And so um, I was quite delighted because I actually had had three encounters with bats on very specific uh, Vedic holidays or Guru, Guru Purnima and uh, other solstices that are connected to the Vedic lineage. And the bat um, signifies, first of all, the thing I love the most is that it, it senses and travels via sound waves. You know, and at the time I was recording music, and so that was very profound to me. And at the same time, it also can move through the dark, through the pitch black, um, and it doesn't need to see with its eyes, it can just maneuver, right? It's a sonar. Right, the sonar, right. Um, And the other thing is, is that when it sleeps, it hangs upside down, Mm -hmm. right? So it's it's like a hangman. So the whole thing is the significance of the complete rebirth, like this deep, deep meaning. And so this bat became really my animal totem for a long time when I uh, went through, you know, this nine year uh, sort of reconfiguration in Dark Knight. And um, I have a very uh, profound love for that uh, that being. And so whenever I see a bat, I'm, I'm always delighted. And I've had, you know, many occasions where they come and they just they fly around me like they create a vortex also when they fly you know it's like around and around and around so anyway so I had this tarantula show up then I was talking about the bat and now we had this crane first time ever seen at our house so I'm just looking up online to see what a crane might mean so it says cranes have long been associated with royalty balance grace and longevity wow that's really nice it's a prehistoric animal and looks like one, yet it is also very beautiful and graceful. Uh, usually they're seen around water, which there's no water really close to here, except my swimming pool. Maybe right. it'll be in my swimming pool when I come back. Right. Um, and it says, when a, gran- when a crane comes into your life, um, you're being asked to use your past as a source of strength in the present. Um, they tend to appear in the lives of people who are well served by some degree of secrecy in their life. The, the crane teaches about keeping your own counsel, protection of family, and balance in life above all else. Uh, I want to come back to that for sure. Uh, a crane totem is also a harbinger of long life and success. Beautiful. Um, And um, it says, an encounter with a crane is a powerful experience. We're being asked to look inward and to show fairness to all persons, to protect our wisdom while sharing it in appropriate ways. Um, In short, we're being shown the way to balance and good fortune. Um, Okay, so um, I think that's really beautiful. Let me just uh, give credit to this site that I pulled up. Um, This is called... Uh, Anna, it's exemplar, uh, E-X-E-M-P-L-O-R-E, uh, and it's animal spirits and totems, and this is the one about the crane. So interesting um, that it would speak about, um, um, it was funny because I was, I was reflecting on, I'm going to be sharing um, a workshop on ritual in on the retreat in Tuscany, which I leave actually next week. Um, so this will be the last podcast until after October 14th, unless I get 
super inspired and surprise you guys. So I'll just take this moment to remind you to go back and uh, do any of the healing techniques that you missed or start again at the beginning and do them again, because all of them are practices and they're things that can be repeated and, um, and are very, very beneficial. Um, but in, in, uh, putting together this, uh, a sacred ritual workshop. I was going to talk and share my experience in my past of how ritual has served me. It served me in um, actually protecting my home, keeping my home, <laughs> uh, you know, many, many, many ways. Um, it's this ritual and the power uh, of believing in the devotion that sets this energetic. Um, but I also want to mention that um, in this world of social media and as you know, we're all being called out to tell our stories, right? I mean, I would, I would say storytelling is the new way of moving forward in this world. Um, would you agree? You're, you're seeing everybody sharing their stories and people are looking for very real connection to really deep stories. And I think it's really important to be authentic. However, I think it's really important to be authentic when you have come through the experience. I think while you're in the experience, like before you've really been born again um, and gone through a true rebirth, you have to pay attention to um, the divine timing of everything. So I feel that there are certain things that are not meant to be shared. And in mysticism or in ritual or in connecting with the divine, uh, there is a power in keeping something um, hidden. Um, not in the way to manipulate somebody else, but in a way that you would guard a newborn baby, you know, in her first 40 days of life. You know, you have to understand that you're rebirthing this beautiful part of your heart. And um, I think as humans, I mean, I know I did, we want to rush the process. Like we want to get out there and we also can see what we're capable of doing or what we're, what we're meant to do. But the reality is until we have really, um, learned the lesson or been transformed through the experience, um, I think that, uh, we may be just creating more karma for ourselves by, engaging in things before you're ready. So what I mean to say is that the cake has to be baked before you come out and share. Because it's also a feeling, it's funny because I was sort of revisiting in my past, like a vibration of, of how I felt in my transformation maybe three years ago or four years ago. And there was a, there was a thread of danger that I could feel, almost a fragility and um, even a danger in old paradigm, new paradigm ways, you know, the things that I was pushing, the boundaries that I was pushing. And I have to say that now from where I'm sitting, I don't feel that frequency anymore. It's like I can feel the safety and the protection because I'm merged so fully in my purpose. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do. That's Yeah. So, um, so I think, you know, that little note about the, about the crane, it's like, you know, like social media is great. Okay. And I'm using it to reach all of you guys. And it, it's incredible. Like we have almost like 140 members on our Facebook group and I haven't, I haven't posted anything yet, but it's so exciting to, 
you know, to have that opportunity. And so many of you that are listening to this podcast now, it just, it's so beautiful that we're able to communicate across the globe. So I am not against social media, um, but I will continue to strive to use it in a very specific way, a very appropriate way. And so that's kind of why I haven't gone on Snapchat. For me, it feels too invasive. It's too you know, too much, um, um, too much, uh, just, it's like a oversharing, I guess what I want to say. Like, we don't want to overshare. You're going to help, have to help me and listeners like me who are not familiar with Snapchat. Oh my God. That's so bad. <laughs> okay. So Snapchat is kind of the whole new, the whole new way for the whole young generation. Everyone's on Snapchat, like mm-hmm. all the young kids, it's all about Snapchat mm-hmm. and I may have to evolve. You know, I may have to get to a point of, of doing that, but mm-hmm. there, yeah, every, it's all about Snapchat. So Snapchat is a social media tool where basically you're sharing your real time life. Like you and I would be Snapchatting like, hi, Brad and I are getting ready to like record a, you know, a video or record a podcast. And then we would have, I would have Snapchatted like driving my kids to camp or picking them up today or Snapchatting. I'm going to go get prescription glasses for the first time. I mean, they just do everything. And I just, I don't know, it's, it's still like, I still, I need my peace. Like I still need, I need to be able to juice up so that I can then give something of meaning. And it was interesting because I was driving, um, I was driving to the airport with two Olympians, actually. I just hang out with Olympians now because of, so. because of my husband, Rich. Oh. But anyway, it was uh, Caroline, I, I hope I get your name right, Caroline or Rebecca, that's all I'm going to say. Rebecca like dominated breaststroke. Uh, you know, for like eight years. And she's this gorgeous, beautiful, sweetheart of a girl. And then this other um, swimmer, Caroline, uh, who was on a relay relay team and also an Olympian. (laughs) So I was hanging out with these girls. But we were talking about, I was talking to them about, um, you know, this over, you know, oversharing. And the the thing, we just look at like the world as a, you know, consciousness like as a conscious entity and energy is something right and so we're looking at ways that we're recycling we're trying not to be wasteful we're trying to be sustainable in our lives well i think we need to be sustainable with the content we're putting out on social media as well Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of that snapchat that to me vibrationally it just feels like garbage it's like they're putting garbage into the field that is not directed at anything except getting followers for no reason, mm-hmm. you know? And so that feels like noise and that feels like a distraction which contributes to all of this media and this movement that keeps people distracted and focused on the wrong things. So if I have, you know, if the whole planet's just like watching people do stupid shit on Snapchat all day, when are they meditating or when are they helping their neighbor or when are they connecting with the dragonfly? When are they making eye contact is what I want. There you go. Right. When are they making eye contact? That's also, it's true. It's really, really true. So it's, um, I think it, it's really a dance. I think it's, uh, I think it's important, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to make my choices. My producer, Mel Nahas, who actually produces our, our yoga retreat said something very, I think wise to me the other day. And she was telling me that, you know, 
um, it's okay. I can pick my vehicles of social media. Like I don't have to just do all of it. You know, I can make a decision and say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So it was empowering and it felt good because, um, uh, you know, we all, we, you know, I want to share this content. It's meaningful. I mean, my mission in the next two years, two to five years is to, um, um, activate as many individuals as I can. Like, I don't care what they do or where they go or what their mission is. But, um, the reason I'm doing that is to remind them that they are God, to remind them that they matter, that their life is divine. And so I want to ignite that spark in as many individuals as possible, uh, because I know that, uh, with the beauty of creation embodied in authenticity, that, uh, the world will vibrate higher. Mm -hmm. It will, it will rise. And so I don't care if you're with me for one episode or you're with me for a long time. Um, I'm just, uh, feel honored and blessed to have had the opportunity to possibly, remind you of something that you may have forgotten. I may have mentioned this before on the podcast, but um, there was a study done and unfortunately I, it's been a while, so I can't really quote it accurately. I'm it's okay. We don't, we don't give any scientific <laughs> facts on this podcast. That's, right, that's for sure. <clears throat> that, that there's a difference between a serotonin experience. You're out of nature. There's this awe, there's this connection with something beautiful and it fills us and we're filled with this, connection back to who we really are and, and it's we're just the brain is lit up with this beautiful feeling then there's the sort of more then there's the dopamine experience of i gotta connect i gotta get myself as many times on snapchat as possible it's more mm-hmm. of a reaching for i need something i need the attention i need to mm-hmm. be acknowledged right away i need immediate gratification is really what i'm going for wow and what i find is that there's a there's because i've noticed it in, in myself you know i'll I'll take my iPhone with me everywhere just so that I'm, I'm never bored. Right. I need to be bored sometimes. I need to sit with myself and be bored and realize that being present, you can't, if you're present, you can't be bored. Yes, that's true. And that's it. That's, that's, that's fascinating. I mean, that's, that's really, really, really fascinating and really important. So yeah, so you're saying serotonin is produced when you're just in the beauty, in the beingness, merged with nature, merged with your experience. I I, I believe that is the you and, know, that was and the dopamine is more chemicals the, that they used the grasping, yes, trying to achieve, trying to grab, Media trying gratification. to right. it's the more of the the addictive right. quality. So and it's that thing like that <clears throat> you know presupposes that something's missing, you know, and yeah. it's outside, yeah. yeah. And but when you're having that that un- that unified feeling mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. high of being one with nature mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. that's amazing you know, it's a different it's a different experience. it is and it's true i mean we do we need moments of just nothing even moments of no meditation technique you know just a moment mm-hmm. of just and that's why i love tea so much and it's like mm-hmm. you know for three months this summer every morning i got up and and you know woke up in the garden like sitting in the middle of the plants mm-hmm. and you know, it was very peaceful, you know, like it was just amazing, an amazing experience. And that's when though, you know, that information comes in, you know, mm-hmm. where the, you know, the great deep insights and stuff like that. And, and, uh, I love, you know, that's of course why I love the 4:30 AM hour of mm-hmm. the day because yeah. it's just so pristine and nothing, you know, no one else is texting. So it's really quiet sort of in your space. I think you just hit on something really powerful. Yeah, tell me. I don't recall ever having an insight when I'm in that Snapchat mode. 
Yeah, right. I have to be connected with someone or something. I have to be in that place of being communicating with someone, looking in their eyes, having an actual communication. There seems to be that's when the inspiration come comes through. Yeah. So if we're not spending enough time there, um, how are we going to evolve? Right. Exactly. And or less less time there. Exactly. And I think also the the other kind of well, very scary thing or very interesting thing is the whole AI situation. Mm-hmm. You know where they're talking about? It was a conversation this weekend about how, you know, computers are going to be, you know you know, way more intelligent than we are and be able to do all these things. But there's one key difference and that's that they have no spiritual monad. There's no spiritual divine blueprint. And that's, uh, that cannot be duplicated uh, by a machine. And so we have to understand just how valuable uh, humans are Mm -hmm. and uh, how much power we have, how much ability we have. And um, it is, such an exciting time on the planet. I am really looking forward to this year together mm-hmm. uh, because the information that I've been getting uh, just cosmically, multidimensionally, mm-hmm. is uh, a message that I've been waiting for for 10 years. I received last week. Mm-hmm. And it is so empowering and so expansive and so insightful. Uh, I mean, it's like we are going to have the potential to experience things we never imagined. We couldn't even imagine in our wildest dreams were possible. And so I hope to share that on the podcast. And, you know, as we go along the journey, as we start to open up and connect to these other, other ways of being other ways of, of, uh, experiencing life and understanding that we are so much more than a body. We are so much more than we ever knew. Mm-hmm. And, we are multidimensional beings having a simultaneous experience. Uh, it's it really is the truth. Um, and so another thing that the you know the animal totem uh, reading told us was that it they're telling us to take something from our past and use it in the present. And so rather than take um, uh, uh, something that uh, let's say like a, a lesson learned, you know, that creates a fear groove that says, you know, don't ever step off the path that way again, because this event happened that was traumatic. What I'd like to do is I'd like to segue into the healing technique today. And I'd like to, um, do a meditation where we're really calling all of our qualities, all of our talents, all of the highest divine qualities from all of our simultaneous lifetimes into this present moment. And so that's what I'd like to share this week. Um, I hope you guys will join me on episode 63. Is that it? 63. 63. Um, for the healing technique, it will be um, merging all of your uh, identities into a single point of focus so that you may embody uh, your entire being in totality and rise to serve your mission in the most authentic resonance tone and expression available uh, on the planet now. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for donating to the podcast. Um, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And we do have, it might be gone by the time this posts, but uh, we may have one room left on Plant Power Italia. If anybody feels inspired, go to ourplantpowerworld.com and uh, contact Mel so she can fill you in. 
Um, also, uh, check out the programs on mind, body, green, and, uh, you'll learn a lot. You'll see a lot of controversy, a lot of different, um, opinions. And, um, I'm going to comment on a few of them that I disagree with in in the coming episodes. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. the main thing is, is that, you know, we're all, we're all together and we're all discussing wellness. So we have to look for the commonality rather than the differences. Um, and, uh, also, uh, check out more soul food on my website, shrimati.com. I've been sending out a weekly newsletter. Uh, and if you go there and subscribe, um, I will send you, um, I'm doing almost a free recipe a week, not every week, but almost every week or something, um, interesting for you that I, I send via newsletter. Um, so anyway, uh, if you want to donate and support the show, uh, you can do that on my website. You can scroll down where it says, uh, if you're feeling some healing, share your love and support the show. You can click there, donate to PayPal, or you can find me on, uh, Patreon at, um, I'm Srimati, S-R-I-M-A-T-I. Um, so I guess that's it for this week. Bradley, thanks so much and hope you guys will join us on the healing technique. Um, until I have some more music, um, to share with you guys, we're going to feature, um, uh, pieces of Schumann's performance. That is the original track that he wrote for me for the yoga video that I'm working on. So, um, anyway, I hope you enjoy his music. If you would like more info on, uh, this master Vena player, you can find him at schumannlaha.com. That's S U M A N L A H A.com. All right, man, uh, be well. And remember, uh, even if no one else believes in you on the entire planet, (laughs) I believe in you to find your way into living your best and most authentic life. So um, have a beautiful week uh, or a couple weeks, and uh, I'll see you guys uh, around mid-October. All right, beauties, lots of love. Namaste. Namaste.
Oh. Mm-hmm.